bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. Come and get it. And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Alright, let's get it. Here we go, live from Field to Fork Farm in beautiful Palisade, Colorado right now. The Modern Eater Show Road Trip 2019 seems to be coming close to an end, but not quite yet because uh, this is a treat for us tonight. We are uh, doing a farm dinner tonight, Brian. Oh, this is my favorite stuff right here. A very intimate farm dinner, you know. That's right. That's the voice of Jess here. Um, Scott's starting a fire in the fire pit. Why not? But uh, Wash Koyak, Scott and Jess Wash Koyak, thank you so much for hosting us here on the final leg, our Saturday night live show on iHeartRadio and also on Facebook Live. And it means so much to us to end the tour here. Yeah, we're really happy to have you guys out and kind of show you what we've been up to so far this spring. We've been planning a lot and, and to get here is fantastic. Um, Carly Smith, the fairy gut mothers, joined us here tonight. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a bittersweet, Greg. We are in this incredibly beautiful place. We've had a, a week that has been, I mean, if hopefully our folks have been watching it, but it's been full. Can, can you it's, say a whirlwind? Yeah. I uh, mean, it has been full. It's been and, nonstop uh, yeah. farm ranch brewery. There's part of me that says, can I live this way for the rest of my life? And there's the other part of me that says, boy, I got to make some money to pay the bills. Well, and leave it to the pros. So as we've we've learned so much, it's great. Uh, road trip 2019. It's our sourcing uh, trip. Education at its finest. We tour Colorado and find the best products that we possibly can. Uh, again, farms, ranches, breweries, distilleries, winery on tonight with us. But this is really what it's all about, Colorado, and what's what's. What struck me so hard this trip that I came away with, and I'll ask you the same question here in a minute, is how diverse Colorado is with its agriculture. The regions, the climates, the farmers and the ranchers, the piece of land that they have, and they have to survey it and they have to figure out what will work best for their property. A lot of these uh, farms and ranches have been in families for generations. Some just new, starting out. Um, we've actually met people that lease small plots of land to garden. And one thing that rang true to me is every single place that we went, there has been no shortage of passion. Oh. <laughs> well, and I think that that, that is, I, I don't want to tout my side of this industry, but it's the organic. That I think a lot of people that are organic, they've been doing something against the grain for a long time. And I think that that creates his passion for someone like Jess and Scott, who are out there bucking the system. You know, remember, organic, certified organic isn't even 20 years old yet. That should scare some people. But it's our DNA and it is how we've evolved as humanity is we have been growing food for people from the soil for millennial. And we're really doing nothing that our forefathers haven't done before us. It wasn't until, you know, World War II when there was change in our environment and more chemicals that became involved with all kinds of 
different things that, you know, people were then like, oh, here's the silver bullet. Do this, do this. You're going to have better crops. You're going to have more yield. You're going to have more success. But all it was was buy a product, put this on your crops, you know. Well, it was, we were in that mode, just remember, of faster, easier, better. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, you I mean, if you go back to then, remember what we just came off of is the glory garden. Right. The because victory remember, garden. the victory garden. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It was right after, you know, World War, Communities during World War II. Yeah. provide food for each other. And, and this is what's so cool about working with Carly and the fairy gut mother is that she's talking a lot about your biome and your, your stomach and your gut health. And that comes from the soil. You know, if you don't but you have... you call it something different. What do you call it? The biome? The, yeah. Of, well, but the, it, I would call well, it the, the mitochondria that you all are exactly. building in the soil. You know, you can't have healthy guts if you're, if you're eating food that isn't grown from the soil. Like, food has to come from a place. And it's not a warehouse hooked up to lights, hooked up to the grid, hooked up to a system. You know, you can pump it full of fish poop if you want and call it aquaponic or whatever but the tree the real true nutrient nutrient dense food is coming from farms you know and it's not easy and you have to kneel to the soil and thank it and be grateful that we live on a planet where this is our world and this is our life it's it's super deep you know and i can i can preach it's it's a uh, it's a religion. It really is. Well, I call you, you and Scott, Scott and Jess, uh, unapologetic, organic farmers, soil farmers. And riddle me this then, Jess. Why is it unconventional then? Well, it doesn't matter what you call it. You know, um, there's no there there shouldn't it shouldn't have a title. It shouldn't, but it does. Right. There's it should be conventional. And unconventional. Yeah, I mean. Why isn't it? Why isn't that flipped around? It just seems ass backwards to me. Well, the big thing is you can't harvest it with a combine, and you can't. Um, you you have to have a skill base, knowledge behind what you're doing, what you're growing, and we have to set ourselves apart because, you know, it's not easy to bunch carrots and bunch radishes and you know send them off to market. It takes a lot of time, and um, it takes a lot of planning. And it's, it's, you know, it's like uh, us as organic farmers, we are just following our forefathers that have led us into this industry. You know, Elliot Coleman, other people that have written books like Jean-Martin Fortier, our mentors, they're the ones that are the educators and the, and showing the road, you know, that we're, we're all on this road together. And really we just, we just love the you know when we get to feed people and they come to us weekly and they're like i feel good eating your food there's nothing better well just you know you and scott you're you're forging new road so that's what i would encourage you guys because you're in a place that you were driving something different you were bringing things to palisade that palisade has never grown you should be proud of yourself. Your husband's got joined great us farmers now. Here. Thank you, Scott. Hey, guys. Good to have you on the show Indeed. and putting that fire together for us. Jumping into the conversation, we were talking about organic farming. Obviously, a topic that you love so much. So, conventional is not bad. I just there's some there's some really good conventional farmers that are that are following best practice. They have healthy ways of handling their food, and it is a healthy way to produce food for humanity it, it really is like there's really nothing wrong with with it you know but for us 
in this environment and the water going into the Colorado River, which is then going downstream to our oceans, you know, it really is a bigger picture. It's interesting. Years ago, Jay and his, his mindsets changed completely. Uh, years ago, Jay would say, my body's just lucky to have an apple get into it. No matter, no matter what it is or where it comes from, uh, but taking it a step further and really understanding your food, and, and it even goes to livestock as well, the nutrients that, that are being absorbed by either the plant well, or the animal. Agronomy, 100%. Yeah. The, the livestock production is, is very sad right now, you know, of what's happening with animal confinement production. Lots, yeah. yeah. Well, I there's mean, no husbandry. Scott, what was the term you just Agronomy. used? Agronomy. Agronomy is a study between soil plant and then the end or either you and i or or cattle hog sheep chicken agronomy can you, you got, can you school us just a minute on that yeah um ag agronomy really got seated oh like 30s and and uh along around around world war ii it, it started to get a lot of legs and uh i, I his name escapes me through university of illinois and he's really the forefather of agronomy and understanding this correlation between the soil, the plant that either we or the livestock re rely on. But the, the funny thing is, is this is a big fancy way of saying a biological loop, right? That's, you know, that's, that's really what's going on is, is we got to think of, of biological loops. And yeah. once we do that, when we were visiting with Brian Cox at Black Bear, he spoke a lot about how he's trying to make these mechanisms all work together in yep. the soil. Yep. A, a lot of it I caught because I understand I, I liken it to the human body too and actually gut health. Yeah, what Carly is. Gut mother, each, exactly. each piece needs the next piece. But what are those pieces that you guys can identify and kind of just dumb it down from yeah, anybody no, that's else great. within the soil? So here in Colorado, we, we, we pretty much have a lot of poor soil as you as you would observe the the ideal soil to grow vegetables in is a sandy loam but where we have a true silty clay here and it's alkaline um ph as we all know you know alkaline is on the higher end of eight and i believe oh geez 7.5 or maybe six is is the money in the middle and then once we go to our four side is acidic so the, the the question is where are you at and, and to save save everybody listening it, we're in colorado and our soil is real alkaline and clay so what we need here is acidity and the acidity happens to where when when your soil is alkaline it's it's positively charged it's sucking in magnesium potassium and all that's that simplified Oh, simplified. No, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, well, no, I'm actually yeah, following this, is, this. I'm actually. I know. No, I'm no, loving no, no, it. Too. I, I, I'm, I'm loving going. It. I'm, I'm going with you. So, anyways, let's you know, let, let's take it to our chemistry class about covalent bonds, the nuclei, and how many electrons are in there. So, when we take, for example, here, I, I, I put a lot of compost on stuff. I do acetic acid, which is vinegar, it, through my water lines. And when we get that as, more acidic factor in there the covalent bonds can exchange. We've got so much magnesium, potassium, these finite things we really need that a lot of guys are dumping on by the ton per acre. There's no need if you could just acidify your soil a little bit. So it's really a special thing where It's almost you are a conduit. At. We farmed exactly. in California for four years and we were constantly having to add minerals the, to the, the soil. 
because we we weren't able it to leaches. It, it leaches. leaches you know you got this ideal draining going on this leaching through the soil but the money's coming out of the bank account real quick to where here your phosphorus will we build have, up you really got to gotta watch it. out we don't need all we need here is texture we need to improve our texture and that takes a few years clay, and your clay. texture's better because of the clay is yeah. what you're saying yeah, yeah yeah and folks what they're saying is this brian from growers is is the soil here in colorado and and it, it's funny because i've talked to a lot of farmers about this and they don't really admit to it and i always wonder do they really know it is that it is a really clay we have parts of the state that are very sandy yeah loam. definitely right. don't get me wrong um i know that but in a lot of the places, like you here, it's clay. It's it is. hardcore, it's very, you know. But it's, you know, once you learn how to work with it and use it properly, it's amazing. I mean, amazing. It works with you. Oh, my gosh. It's it's our textures, flavors, nutrient density of our food is way higher than, than California produce. Smooth, silky beets, not hairy. The same with carrots. and. Our tomatoes, we have hot days, cool nights, the sugars come out, our grapes, our apples, our pears, our peaches, our cherries. The flavors and textures that we have coming out of Palisade are some of the most superior fruits and vegetables in the world, like like yeah. in the world. And most people do not even understand how good our produce is here. And like, We've farmed in other communities. We farmed in Illinois. We farmed in California. We are here farming here because it the we, produce is superior. It is it. by far we none some it. of the best produce in the world. And people don't really... Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinct horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu? 
Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Hey, you guys. Jay Parker here for Encore Energy. How much are you paying for your natural gas? Wouldn't you like to save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill? Of course you would. You're not crazy. Encore Energy and Brian Rizzuto can do just that. Save you money. Give Brian a call. 720-245-5771. Maybe you own a restaurant or a brewery and use a ton of natural gas. This is how you save money. Get a free savings review from Brian Rizzuto and Encore Energy. Call Brian. Brian at 720-245-5771. Save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill right now. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> this is Justin Brunson, Culture Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, back at it. Unexpected break there. Uh, we were just here uh, shooting the breeze on at Field to Fork Farm in Palisade, Colorado. You might hear a little bit of wind uh, because we're out in the middle of a field right here in front of some beautiful greenhouses, and the backdrop couldn't be more lovely. The Grand Mesa, Please. the world's largest flat-top mesa. And you guys, we're in a real desolate place if you're out there listening, especially out of state. We're, we're 244 miles west of Denver, past the Continental Divide, Utah is just 42 miles away from where we're at. 35. We, oh, 35 <laughs> miles away. We are in the middle of nowhere. We uh, apologize for the uh, interruption. And no, listen. Yeah, no apologies. The, the person who shouldn't be apologizing for Mother Nature yeah. is you. <laughs> so we'll just at keep rolling. That's all you can do. You in know, it. We, we kind of like it that way, though. You know? There goes it's the Amtrak like to San Francisco. As we uh, have had a week of cool. being on the road. Um, truly, you just roll with the punches, Brian, because we've been pushing out so much content. Actually, I would encourage you, uh, go to our Facebook page, go to our Instagram, absorb all of this great information that we're providing um, just by truly sitting down with the people that are producing your food. The conversations are great. Uh, we did visit an aquaponics farm. We'll talk about that with you guys, too, which is fine. You know, all the conversations if you're on, are great. If you're on the moon or the edge of Gibraltar or someplace <laughs> like that, the then, conversation's then, yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. But to, to start that conversation with you, I'll ask you this. Can you truly be an organic farmer in this world that has gone so far um, off off the charts with polluting our soil, our water streams, our water systems. Can you have an outdoor farm? Give them some background. And, and know some background. with what? With where you're coming from, because well, it's a big uh, statement. It is a big statement. Can you truly be a 100% organic farm when you know that you don't control Farmer Joe's water that's two properties down the street and what he's doing? Go uh, bigger. Well, go bigger. It's not the water. It's two more. Go well, more. I would say, and and so the, the just so you guys know, that are sprayed from he and I have a big argument about this I, and it's not an argument it's no. a healthy just, discussion a debate. A debate. So yeah one, yeah one thing i want to i want to you know first off welcome our friends at from sweet cheeks peaches who are our neighbors this is kai 
Ren and Carrie. And they are a 20-acre certified organic peach farm right our next neighbors. to us. Our neighbors. And I got to thank them because at Growers, we carry Sweet Cheeks. Yeah. So, I mean, we support these guys because they're the little guy. Behind us is Aloha, certified I organic I see what peaches. you're setting up right now, Jess, I, and I like it. 20-acre certified organic farm. It spans further farm. than 20 acres, though. No, but you just oh, yeah, listen. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. and then there's us, and we're doing 14. Sure. So, you know, we're we're together practicing the similar practices. I get it. And we know what they're doing, they know what we're doing, and we support each other in that. And like, the, it's probably the largest collective land in Mesa County that is certified organic. Um, but yeah, like downstream, there there are things happening. And, and the thing that we have to be thankful for is that thing shining down on us right now, the sun, because it, it cleans everything. You know, the sun purifies and cleans our water and cleans our soil and well, just go, deep, also go deeper, though. Talk to people about how most pesticides, herbicides are petroleum-based, and therefore the sun is actually cooking some of the bad stuff out of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I exactly. think that's, that's where you're going. Let, let's it's start with this. And the soil is yes, also a cleanser. And a, yeah, the soil is also a cleanser. So, like, you know, you can you could collect gray water from your home, and you could have rocks that it filters through. And you could have it come back through and drink that water and have it be very clean water that doesn't have, you know, all the stuff that the water treatments treatment. Okay, so I'll say you guys are lucky then. And not lucky in the sense that you have that. But truly, some You guys won this one. (laughs) No, no. no, This is why we chose this farm. Pardon me. um, Just to finish the point because my thoughts are fleeting. We have definitely gone on trips to where... Uh, Farmer Joe and Farmer John have a dispute because you're spraying pesticides close, so close to my yep, farm. Yep. Um, there are truly disconnects that are all around between the uh, conventional and non-conventional farming. And to be able to protect your land with like-minded folks that are around you, mm-hmm. so that, that's a blessing. But I think the initial question was, can we truly be organic within a world that we've polluted so much? And if so, what are those things to be able to do? The, uh, my first thing is when, when I educate somebody about organic, they say, well, what about the stream? That's not certified organic. And, and I have to slip in to say, well, there's this organization called the EPA, which recently has been super stripped by the clown in office right now. And, and it's, 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 they, they do that. But back to that NPK number. That NPK number is really hard to lose if you're an aquaponic person because those low numbers just don't give you the pop you need. The, the ability to reach those same numbers or more complex biological soil health is like the ability to be really good at the guitar. How many people play guitar, right? How many people are really good at the guitar? Does that make sense? It makes absolutely so, sense. So, you know, this is a huge crutch. And a lot of good growers, some of my mentors, just are still on the blue Kool-Aid, man. They're just, you know, like it's super easy to in our transfer tank, you know, when we put transfers in the ground to, to pop it. You know what I mean? And then there's the economical thing. Um, everything from not only fertilizer and PK inputs, we have our pesticides and fungicides that are super oxidized within 12, 12 hours. You know, like we, we, an organic grower sprays 
three to five times more than a conventional grower because our sprays oxidize. So there's, you know, we got to think always that triple bottom line. There's us, the, the planet, the community. There's the, the, the world, our, our biosphere that holds us. <laughs> and there's the... There's the that cash. all mile, yeah, yeah and the so dollar. so that's that's the that's the wrestling point right there is that with the high punch factor the NPKs of the petroleum based stuff you are getting a far efficient product you so yield to input is high to where we come into that we say where it's more long term mm. as my father used to say I'm not going to cut off my nose despite my face mm-hmm. I'm saying look. This farm is three generations, the Fergusons, the Clockers, and the Washakoyaks is us. The, the farm we're on now? Yeah. Okay. This, is, this, this, this farm, since the Ute Indian was genocide and removed off this land, this is the start of agriculture in Mesa County. It's a, it's a fact. Genocide is the first thing that happened here in order for people to till and, and cultivate without interruption. This is, a, this is I'm, I'm big on that. That's, that's the first thing that happened. The second thing that happened is that we, we did it, but we're really seeing it here. This, this almost 150 years of, you know, practices that are cutting off your nose to spite your face. Mm-hmm. And when we bought this land, too, it was very poor. Super. You know, and it took us, we still leased other soil because we couldn't farm here. We had to rebuild the soil. It took us, you know, up to almost now to be able to start really producing good food like five years later. We, yeah. And um, what were you gonna say? Oh, we, we started just over there on a, on a neighbor's farm on a 16th of an acre and it was pretty good soil. And our practice became, especially in California, was direct sowing. But then here at this soil, the organic matter, what organic matter does, especially in clay, is it makes that loft. It makes that, it, it has water holding capacity. Mm. To where when you run that organic matter out, you're dealing with silt. And the platelets of silt are more compact than clay. So imagine that. So we had a difficult time. We we're direct sowing everything in this like crust of like a quarter inch. Nothing pushing up it and we were just looked at each other like, what did we just well, we do? Well knew, we knew that that it was gonna take some time and that the the benefit of growing organically is that now it's completely different and it only took a few years you know it's not it's not as though we had to wait a whole lifetime or something you know and and now the farm is in a good point for that next farmer so now we're going to pass this farm on to that next generation and they're going to have a positive farm to to have into farm just that next generation better be sitting next to you well, I, I don't know. He <laughs> yeah, hydrogenated yeah. candy at the moment, but that's but, okay. Hey, you, but you guys, I, I think it's really interesting. You bring up a point that one of the other farms, and it was actually an orchard, was talking with us about. I think it's a little more prolific in orchards, quite honestly, yeah, just yeah, yeah. from my experience. Um, because the orchards, they didn't have to worry as much about the soil health because they were able to pump in stuff to a tree yeah. that would make the fruit come off well. I think that that's a little bit different yeah. um, with you guys and what you're talking about is, is, is soil health. Yeah. And one of the farms or orchards that we spoke to earlier today said that to us that, hey, listen, the problem I'm having is is that no one was thinking about this in the long game. Exactly. All these orchard guys Throw were thinking the about this. Sh- now, now, I'm not going to see a profit I'm- for two to three years. I'm 
in my pants. Like, let's. So here's the thing, though. Okay, so when you pump a lot of nitrogen through a tree, things like fire blight come on. Like, it's on the juice, man. That thing is. It's it. Its immune system is kicking. So it's it's like it's like us on steroids. Is that a good example Absolutely. of like sure we're. We're buff, yeah. you know, and everything's happening, Looks but it doesn't perform in but the But we bed. got kidney exactly. stones yeah. because the protein's so hot, you know what I mean? So there's this thing that, and, and that's that's our end goal here is we, we want to see all this acreage of vegetables be be orchard. Yeah. And we're, we're literally taking that 10, 15 years to just prep soil for orchard is how we look at the vegetable production. Scott and Jess, Field to Fork Farm, Palisade, Colorado, again, unapologetic organic soil farmers and that's exactly what we love about them the reason why i brought up that conversation wasn't just to stir the pot was to be educated to yeah. hear what you have to say now really quick the most important thing about this npk stuff and and then verse soil and verse doing it the old-fashioned way is is human health food nutrient density you cannot cannot in any way take something in an aquaponic and water, put in your NPKs and a couple trace minerals and get the levels just right and eat it and say that it's wholesome wholesome and, and nutrient rich. I'm, I'm talking about like like, like medicine. You know Scott, what I mean? tell the listeners NPK. Nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus is, are the three main Without those three things, you're gonna have major problems. So nitrogen shortage, you're gonna see yellowing in the old growth of your plant. Uh, phosphorus, you're gonna see yellowing in new and old and like a burning. And then the potassium is gonna be, sorry, the potassium is the burning. And then the phosphorus is, is purpling when there's no cold weather, you know, nothing like that, it's a purpling. So that- It also helps with your flowering. So you have beautiful tomatoes and the, you know, you're able to pollinate your plants properly and the major three things you needed and so where this is all gone is that efficient farmers have really figured out or that that wave has figured out like i'm only worried about mpk but at that same time it's a hollow tomato it's not a tomato that has boron molybdenum you know think things that and, and even buy. our soil, yeah, even our soil, soil is, is depleted. Soil has been completely, completely... Nutrient deplete. It, I've been saying it for years. Yeah, I remember it, it, being so here nutrient deplete. last year where you guys were just starting to get excited about your soil. It's, mm -hmm. and, and then this year, has it changed exponentially for the better or... It's tenfold year to year, man. We, yeah, no, every year it's like amazing what is happening and, and there's, you know, it's easier it's easier to, to grow, it's easier to farm. Like The weeds are getting under control, you know, things like in, in our main part of our field, we go 100 foot beds by 30 inch, and it's set. Instead of we taking the 9,000 pound Kubota tractor out of the equation and we use this Italian Grillo. Yeah, we're not thing. tilling, we're not doing any tilling. No till. Mm -hmm. No till, we use a haro, minimal till. Yeah, minimal it's a till. minimal tillage. We use a yeah. haro, so instead of a, a rototiller that's like wah, 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 buffing, this, this just stirs and we can go up to a half inch. So where the big benefit there is, is we're not down to the water table. There's just a plethora of weed seed. And when you're using that rototiller and you're getting that texture you need, that's great, but up comes the kochia, 
you know, everything that's everything. just really rough yeah. to deal with. So we use this harrow. So typically on our on our hundred foot beds, we use a thing called a broad fork. And this broad fork is a, a large pipe with four tines on it and two handles. You stab it in the ground, rock it, pick it up, and we're just cracking that that hard subsoil. Then per hundred foot bed, we put about uh, four to five wheelbarrows of compost on that, and then we harrow it. And then it's ready to throw seed. And by doing that, man, just the compaction and it's just night and I mean, day what we've seen. I mean, our earthworms, like you, you dig, you, if you went out there right now with a shovel and just like, it's like earthworm city. Like it's just, you know, there's just so much health happening in the soil and like. It's Jeff, like, aren't earthworms bad for the soil? No. They make soil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how are we on time? What time we got? Anybody have? Somebody. I'm sorry. It's 6:40. It's 6:41. Okay, we're way past break. We got to take a break. Uh, the mind is time. The mind is space. Yeah, we'll uh, come back here, field to fork farm, and. Um, I was wondering if he could say something about. What do you want to say? Say hello. Put your headphones on. Put your headphones on. Make, on. make a stand with your mouth full of candy. You got to say something about the farm. Yeah. What do you say about the farm? All right, what? you lose. Awesome? We'll try on the next oh, time. Awesome. This is live radio. We got All right, next time. <laughs> okay, we'll come on back. Uh, from Field to Fork Farm, Palisade, Colorado, the sun is just beautiful out tonight. We dodged a storm that was forecasted, but that's how it is. I think he's ready. Say hello. Boy, you sure get shy when it's showtime, don't you? <laughs> you weren't shy at all a little bit earlier. Okay, we'll come back. Brian Freeman, myself, Greg Holland, back. Uh, Little Rich Snyder, he's back in Denver tonight. Jay Parker working uh, so hard right now to keep us on the air. Here from a field, we're going to have a delicious farm dinner tonight. The Fairy Gut Mother's here with us tonight. We also have your friends from the Peach Farm. What's the name of the Peach Sweet Farm? Sweet Cheeks. Sweet Cheeks. Sweet Cheeks. And let's not forget yeah. Red Fox. How can seller. we forget uh, yep. Scott and, and Sherry Hamilton? This is our neighborhood. This is These are the people in the people. our just on our block. Covering the Palisade, the last stretch of Road Trip 2019, uh, sourcing all the great products and food for you for the Summer Dinner Series. SummerDinnerSeries.com is how you can figure out more information about that. And then check our Facebook and Instagram. We've got a lot of great content in there that we'd love for you to catch up. In the meantime and in between time, we'll take a break. We'll come right back. You are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Colleen Ferreira here with the Colorado Chefs Association. You've probably heard the excitement. This year, we are creating a stir in the culinary community. This is your personal invitation to join us on our constant culinary adventure. Let us open up our network to you and help you grow professionally. Whether you are a chef, purveyor, brewer, baker, we are here to build your brand, your business, and connect you with Colorado's culinary community. Join us. I'd love to hear from you. Email me, Colleen, at acfcoloradochefs.org. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you too want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local. 
Colorado grown, cold pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Want to bake the best? Bake with the best. Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas and the Modern Eater. Our wraps fold cold and don't break open, yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient, and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional and organic flours, whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills, and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com. Hey, pizza lovers. It's your pizza guy here, Jason McGovern, with Crush Pizza and Tap right here in Denver, Colorado. With your help, let's make pizza great again. Come into Crush Pizza and Tap for our award-winning pizza, wings, and local beer. But we're serving up three styles of pizza for you to crush. Dig into our Chicago deep dish with sauce on top of the cornmeal crust. And don't forget about our Sicilian, that's right, with cheesy crisp edges and that soft, soft crust. Don't forget about America's pizza. How could you do that? Crush Pizza and Taps hand-tossed pizza will take your taste buds back, back, back to that neighborhood pizzeria you loved as a kid. You like deals? Come in and mention the Modern Eater and get a buy one, get one free on our hand-tossed pizzas any day of the week. Man, that's good. Lastly, don't forget to crush our award-winning smoked wings. They're Little Rich approved and loved by everyone. Crush Pizza and Taps conveniently located at 1200 West 38th Avenue, just minutes from downtown. Come and crush pizza with us. We've been making pizza great again since 2012. It's Crush Pizza and Tap. Okay, here we go. Back at it um, live from Palisade, Colorado, and I wanted to do this a little bit behind, but we'll catch up right now. And Zach Johnston, the Spice Guy. Hey, how are you, Zach? Good, Greg. Thanks for having me on tonight. Yeah, you bet, man. We're on the road. Yeah, I miss you guys. I haven't seen you in what feels like forever. It has been a long time. Have you seen some of the stuff we've been putting out all week long? I have everything. It looks like you guys have been having a really good time getting to know Learning. each other better than you might want to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Learning a lot and uh, singing the praises of the Spice Guy as well. Everywhere we go, that black magic came in real handy um, yeah. for the dinner that we cooked last night at Big B's Farm in Paonia, Colorado. Nice. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys are enjoying things. People always ask about the black magic. Uh, so black magic is basically a black spice, I would guess. But none of us really know what it is and why it's black. And, and Brian started going on a um, charcoal kick with it. It, it, it. Can you can you talk about that black magic for a minute? Yeah, so the black magic spice is uh, one that we did for Tony and Dan over at Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. And... Uh, what that is, that black part comes from an activated coconut charcoal. So basically they take uh, the skins of a coconut and just cook them as long as they possibly can until they turn into black dust. And then they just process that a bit. So you get a little bit of sweetness from all that coconut. And then uh, the back of that blend is a, a secret steak and burger blend that we've had for a long time that sort of gives you all that saltiness and some of those herbs yeah it's deceptive with the the black color on the on the um whatever meat you choose to use chicken in this case and then it, once it was done brian what did everybody say yeah they were like oh that was awesome and by the way zach thanks for having my back on that one you know no one believed me it was charcoal 
And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you only knew how good charcoal is. But Brian started healing people with that black magic <laughs> last night. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> the, the charcoal before. went into a whole different conversation. Well, I went into Santana mode, man. It was a black magic woman, yeah. you know, that was going to heal people. Yeah. Black magic spice. Uh, what's going on with you? We're past Father's Day. We're, we've been apart for a little, uh, a little while. We miss you. But what's going on with the spice guy right now? Yeah, things are super exciting. We had a long night last night. Uh, the team and I accepted an award for uh, top 50 companies in Colorado to watch. And so we went to the... Congratulations. Great. Did you... Uh, you that's Congratulations so much. I'd love to hear that. You know I nominated you for that, Zach. That's right. <laughs> did you? We were gone, so did you, yeah. did you pick up uh, Brian's award for growers and my award for the modern eater? You know, we couldn't be there to accept those. I'm sure you took care of that for us. Yeah. But actually, I've already won it, you know? Yeah, Brian, they talked about you last night, actually. Oh, did they? That's good to hear. I yeah. hope I hope something about organic and getting food to people. <laughs> yeah, it was, not, it was definitely something nice. That's awesome to hear. That's awesome to hear. Well, congratulations, so Zach, because that's a big deal because that's really a recognition that you all are making an impact in Colorado. And so congratulations for that. Yeah, it's exciting. It's, uh, we're definitely with... Uh, in the company of some ballers there, so we've got a couple other food distribution companies out there. Laws Whiskey also won uh, this year, and the guys from Fire on the Mountain. It was fun to be in the presence of some people that have a pretty big national recognition, which is cool. I got to tell you that I believe you're you're right there, and and uh, when I think of spices, I think of you. It's just like uh, it's just like the modern eater, right? It's hard to accept those awards because you see the inside of what everything looks like, and then some of these customers and uh, end users are getting such a polished product that the tumultuous business behind doing it. Anything new coming in, or what can we look forward to now that some first day of summer, Zach? We're waiting. What kind for of spices here. do we need right now? Yeah, we're waiting for summer. I think. Uh, we're bringing back some things. We want to do. Uh, we want to bring coffee rubs back this summer. As soon as, uh, whenever it feels like turning into summer in our neck of the woods, we we're really looking forward to doing something with that. We're heading to uh, Northern Michigan next month to do uh, some cherry some cherry picking stuff, and we're gonna try and come back with like a chipotle cherry seasoning uh, for some red meats and uh, a little bit more salmon geared for some folks up there we have some clients in traverse city that are just crushing it and we're gonna do some custom stuff with some local products from michigan for them so uh, as we grow that distribution center in that neck of the woods we're gonna start looking at products to come local from that area as well well when you go local on the cherries we've got our friends here at field the fork zach they have some cherries that are balling Oh yeah. That's all we need. Yeah, we're gonna have to get it. Yeah, we're gonna have to connect after this call and see if we can't work that out. Done and done. I mean, Field to Fork, boy, you just want to just be involved with this business because that's another business of great products and like-minded people that we love uh, just getting the word out there with. Zach, we miss you. We'll see you soon. It's uh, long overdue. We'll make it home tomorrow in the evening sometime. But what a week it's been, and we can't wait to share some stories with you. Yeah, thanks. You guys travel safe.
congratulations again. And Zach Johnston, the Spice Guy. Okay, we'll take a break. We'll come back uh, in the kitchens coming up next on the Modern Eater Show. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, it's Peter Allman with South River Aquaponics. As a chef and aquaponics farmer, I get the importance of conserving our limited water supply. Did you know Colorado is suffering from the most severe drought since 2012? Water shortages are very real, especially to Colorado farmers. Now here's the good news. Aquaponic farming uses 90% less water than traditional farming, while producing four and a half times more food per square foot. Using traditional farming techniques, farmers would flood their fields with large quantities of water, leaving much of this water underutilized and just plain wasted. But because aquaponics is a recirculating system, the only water used is what the plants uptake and some very minor evaporation. South River Aquaponics has been running a 55,000-gallon system year-round for four years, and we use less than 500 gallons of water per day. Education is very important to us here at South River Aquaponics. I invite you to learn more about aquaponics at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. Hey, Colorado. This is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Hey guys, Chris Johnson here, owner of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. Feed me now! This is the Modern Eater Show. That's right, boy! I'm starving! And now it's time for In the Kitchen. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Kill people? Rock you by... Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions, award-winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies right here in Denver, Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Feed me all night long. Yes. And we are starving as we've been traveling all week, Brian. And Oh, walk closer to this kitchen. You'll get even more hungry as Carly Fairy gut mother is in there cooking us up some food. So and Jess knows what we're gonna eat. Yeah, Built and the Fork Farm, Palisade, Colorado, and Jess knock it out of the park. All right, so tonight we are making a Colorado green chili. So we um, had a, some really great chilies left over from last season, and we 
I was like, we got to we got to use these, you know, and it's been cool and chilly the last few days. So we thought how perfect would it be to, to take some nice bone broth and make a really awesome green chili with some pork and chorizo and just kind of spicy. Um, not too spicy, though, because I, I know you guys are in tight quarters. Um, <laughs> and then oh, man, that, you're so sweet, you know, but Jay won't sleep with us. And then we are having a, a beautiful garden salad, spring garden salad with uh, just some early cherry tomatoes, cucumbers, lettuce, carrots. And I made a farmhouse ranch dressing. Okay, we got a break, but on the other side, we're going to talk more food, and Carly Smith's going to come up. Jess and Scott's going to stay with us. We are in Palisade Field to Fork Farm. You are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Yes, indeedy, Mr. Tweedy. It is Saturday night in the Rocky Mountains, and uh, we are in currently Palisade, Colorado, having an incredible week, summer road trip 2019. We have been driving around the state, visiting farms, ranchers, distillers, brewers, restaurants, grocery stores. My name is Brian Freeman, and I am here with Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, and an incredible cast of characters from around Colorado here. We've got uh, tonight, we are hosted by Field to Fork. We're sitting right out in their field in front of some beautiful greenhouses. Sun setting on the mesas. It's a beautiful evening. The breezes died down. The sun is out. Couldn't ask for a more picturesque setting Uh-oh. in this little slice of heaven that you have here, Scott. Indeed. I think so. What are you looking for? I, I just my my headphones keeps on <laughs> it keeps on moving. Something something's going on there. All right, so uh, we're looking forward to dinner here tonight. But <clears throat> beyond that, we have to introduce this gal because she's a friend of ours. She's returning, and she's also a chef in the summer dinner series, which we're so excited about. More information about that dinner, you can just check out our Facebook page. There's an event there. And Miss Carly Smith, the fairy gut mother, welcome back to the Modern oh, Eater Show. Thank you for having me. Everybody loves Carly. Oh, we love you, guys. man. We love you. Yeah, so here we are. Um, it's kind of a preview. We're test driving what's going to happen here at the Summer Dinner Series. Your dinner, which I believe is the 23rd? Yes. Is that right? July 23rd. July 23rd. Are you excited? Yes, I'm so excited. It'll be awesome. It's really like the very first, you know, ever gut healthy dinner that's prepared to build up your digestive enzymes for the main dinner and then kind of, you know, help aid in digestion along the way, support gut health and all that stuff. So it's like an educational farm to table dinner, which I'm really excited about. Those that have not ever here, excuse me. Those that have never heard you speak, can you just spend a couple of minutes on gut health? Sure. So, you know, nearly your entire immune system is located in the gut, which makes gut health really important, almost a foundational point, which I believe for for optimal health. Um, 
I became interested in all of gut health and nutrition after being diagnosed with Lyme disease and then using gut health actually to help heal from that. And that's what kind of sparked my passion. So, um, you know, I truly believe that gut health is, it might not be the cure all, but it certainly is that sort of foundational place to start. Uh, and uh, I call it the gut health lifestyle. So stress is just as important as diet and nutrition uh, when thinking about gut health. So it's kind of like that all encompassing approach. Carly Scott had a curveball for you. He thought oh. that soil health is oh, a direct yes. correlation to gut health. What do you think about that? Absolutely. And we've talked about that too when we were, you know, sequencing the microbiomes and doing the, the gut the gut health on the show that, you know, if we can use you as an example, Brian, <laughs> uh, but your your microbiome when we took a look at that was so diverse. And um, that's what you're looking for when you look at gut health is you want a really nice collection of healthy bacteria and fungi that are in the gut. And, you know, yours was awesome. And we attributed that to the fact that you're always eating, you know, almost farm to table every day. Like you're picking food off the truck. It has a little bit of the soil in in it. Um, Have you watched Brian eat? On this road trip, have you oh, seen well, some of this? She doesn't know. Yeah, trip. you shoved me in a car where the best meal is a 7-Eleven. And uh, oh, yes, life, life changes. You know, we get one great meal a day when we go to our farmers and our, our ranchers. We visited some great grocery stores, Simple Foods in, in, in Salida, Colorado. Yeah. Um, there are some really cool places that have great food. But uh, Brian, you have a little sweet tooth. Oh, a little, sugary, sweet, little sweet, tooth. sweet tooth? It's my big buck tooth right up front. What are you talking about, a little sweet tooth? But that's the thing about gut health is if you get that gut gut health in check, Carly, you say it all the time, you don't have to be perfect. No, absolutely. And moderation. The gut likes moderation, and it can handle moderation, you know, as long as the majority got, of the time. I'm sorry. I have to ask little yeah. dude that's had his hand up forever oh. because I can't concentrate why? with that hand up, so we got to get in whatever you want to say. What did you want to say? Great question. That is a good question. <laughs> so he said. Did you hear that? Yeah. <clears throat> he, excuse me. He said, can you tell us why your name is Fairy Gut Mother? So kind of going back to all disease begins in the gut. Your entire immune system is located in the gut. And so I came up with the name Fairy Gut Mother because, you know, like in Cinderella, there's a fairy godmother. And she kind of helps everybody and waves her magic wand and you know makes everything better that's, that's what carly's doing one gut at a time i just Word. hopefully wave my magic <laughs> wand and everybody's guts are healed that was a fantastic question man thank you for Bye. doing that um where were we with what you were saying though carly we were talking about soil and the correlations yes, yes absolutely so you know you are what you eat essentially and our soil has become so depleted based on just you know, all these farming practices that uh, has really depleted all the nutrients in the soil. And so it's kind of just getting back to the roots. And um, yeah, I mean, definitely to what you were saying, you know, you're like your entire immune system is in the gut. So it's really important to make sure that you're eating the foods that help support the healthy microbiome and direct from the farm, sustainably sourced, organic, without the pesticides, antibiotics, all these things that are wrecking havoc on the gut is super important. One of the things that struck me on this road trip, an epiphany that I probably should have had a long time ago, but talking to the farmers and talking to Scott about soil and, and Brian Cox up the road here, about how all of those things work symbiotically within the soil and one disconnection throws the whole thing off yep. of whack but yep. when it, it, it mimics that it mirrors that with the human body exactly Absolutely. when one thing you might be doing a lot of things right, right but when one thing is off 
So how do people weed through that to make sure that everything's in line as far Don't as Don't stop at Taco Bell. <laughs> well, let's not go. Let's not talk crazy. Yeah, I mean, every now and again. I wanted to bring you into this conversation. Yeah, there, Jay yeah. Parker. Sorry, Jay Parker here. I'm not on camera, but the, uh, I, I'm you heard here. heard the word Taco Bell. Well, I mean, listen, you know, I'm not perfect, but certain words, you know, they when I hear them, I perk up. Yeah, but talk about that, Carly, because you, you, say, you say to Jay all the time, your Taco Bell binge once in a while is fine. It's great. And and I would think that your body needs to have a little bit of resiliency as well. Absolutely. It can't be perfect all of the time. And if it was, would it be able to handle the, the foreign predators that are within it, the immune system? Right. And, and I have this whole talk and this theory about eating healthy during the holidays and how it has absolutely little to do with food and more to do about our stress levels than anything else. Than anything else. And so, you know, I talk a lot about if you're, you know, it's, it's more of this overabundance of pleasurable foods mixed with these thoughts and feelings of guilt and shame for overindulging in these pleasurable foods. And that's sort of what creates that, you know, decline in our overall health and during unhealthy holidays. So if you just have that in moderation, have it, you know, don't, uh, don't feel bad about it. You're, as long as a majority of part of the time you're doing better, the gut is fine. And it actually prefers a little bit of moderation. Well, let, let me ask you then, you go down to Mexico. Why do people get sick in Mexico? The Montezumas. Well, the water, definitely. But isn't that just bacteria? Yes. Uh, there, studies actually show that different, you know, cultures are immune to whatever kind of things that they have going on in in their environment. So people in Mexico's microbiomes are significantly different than our microbiome, and they might be able to handle that because they are raised in that environment. Whereas when we go. You know, we, we have problems. They have different sort of bacteria that are immune to those things. And it's actually really cool new research that's coming out talking about cultures and different microbiomes and foods and environments and how that all uh, plays into effect. So are we too sterile? <clears throat> to some degree, but, uh, you know, I do believe that, you know, it just it kind of just depends on, on your environment. But, you know, where we are here, it is always like we're always washing our hands mm-hmm. and we're always, you know, using Purell and... and to some degree, you know, the, we need bacteria. Like what I was Absolutely. just telling Scott earlier, it's your 90%, you know, bacteria, 10% human cells. So. Yeah. All right. Little Larry King has a <laughs> has a question. I'm sure it's another good one. You, you don't want to eat too much of gut food or too much of water. You don't want to eat too much of anything. Moderation. Right. Moderation. Nicely put. I, th- I think the the peso to dollar translation has to do with that moderation because I know when I go to Mexico. <laughs> It's so cheap and the food is so good. I tend to <laughs> indulge. Yeah. I so, you help. know, that moderation thing is really important. It's so good, but it has bacteria. Like when me and my mom and my dad, when we ate some meat, then they had to go to the doctor, but they didn't have enough money, so they kind of had to wing it. Wing it. I love this. <laughs> this is priceless, man. This is All right, buddy. He's, he's getting good yeah. knowledge. Thank you for, for chiming in with cool that. And what, a, what a cool element as, as, Scott, as Scott and Jess, he's adorable. And it sounds like he's going to be really smart and into this stuff. He's engaged with it right now. And that's an audience that you'd love to have all the time, right, yeah, Carly? Yeah, absolutely. An engaged audience. You do, spe- you, you do talks. You travel the world. Um, very cool the things that you're doing. People will say, well, how do I know if I have good gut health? That's probably a question you hear quite often. 
Definitely. Um, honestly, everybody can benefit from gut health. So even if you're not, you know, feeling signs of dysfunction of the gut, like, you know, just feeling sick after you eat or certain foods upset you more than others, everybody should be thinking about gut health because to me it really is the foundation for our health. So it's really what does the gut need to be happy and then go from there. Um, but certainly, you know, if you are having problems digesting your foods, complications with that, um, you know, inflammation, inflammation, there's a quote, 90% of disease relates back to the gut. So like I said, I work with people like everything mm -hmm. is start with the gut and then kind of peel back the layers from there. Um, but more often than not, just working with the gut, as for me with, with Lyme disease, was, was really the big piece. Absolutely. You're not going to get cured in a day. Uh, you need to learn and educate. It's just, it's a process. It's like unraveling a ball of yarn. Yes. You figure out what all of these things are, but you start to, the symptoms start to subside. Absolutely. And you were tired of taking antibiotics for antibiotics. Absolutely. What a terrible position to be in with that, especially um, when gut health is very important. You're not going to really achieve a gut health with so many antibiotics. Right. Right. And I think a lot of uh, people out there, especially Americans, are in that position themselves to where everything is just being masked. Totally. And, and it's figuring out what, what happens when you uh, take the veil off. Right. What's there, and, and you're the spirit guide to help people with that. So again, you're not gonna come to um, the summer dinner series dinner and, and be cured because they have a delicious meal from you, but what they will do is, is get education. They'll learn more, they'll engage with you, they'll start learning recipes, right. um, just more acquainted with their body, which I think right. is so great that you do. So if you don't mind, we'll take a break, we'll come back, we'll spend another segment, we'll get into the food portion of the summer dinner series, what, what people can expect. And what I'm really interested in, Brian, for this dinner in particular, is that educational aspect, is we have all of the pieces into place from, just like you were talking about, here we are with the soil, and right. the farmers right. and the sourcing the food and the things that you can do as a cook, as a chef, to bring these, all of these ingredients together to make a gut healthy dinner. And that's what we're doing here today in Palisade, Colorado, which is in your backyard yep. Uh, yep. in Grand yep. Junction is I'm where you live. Carly's a member of their CSA. Carly's a member of our community supported agriculture and, and so much mirrors here, guys. Exactly what you're talking about, about the biomes of the gut are exactly the biomes of the more diversity we have in our soil, the more diversity we have in health. It's, 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 it, it mirrors each other 100%. Could we have teamed up a better I know, farm these two are chef. just, it's like, well, I just hope that when our dinner, everyone walks away and knows what the difference between a prebiotic and a probiotic. And maybe we talk about that when we come back from the break. Great setup, Brian. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, the sun sets on the mesas here and, and uh, the first day of summer. And this is a fantastic uh, setting it's you, you just can't I mean it needs to be painted drawn um, kids are playing in the yard where'd little Larry King go little he's out there Larry King <laughs> sensed the break before and it's in his contract oh yeah he feels he's that's right yeah he, he needs a little more cash if you want him back at the mic <laughs> Palisade Colorado you're on the air <laughs> okay we'll take a break we'll come back it is the modern eater show on iHeartRadio choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website 
themoderneater.com. Hey guys, Chris Johnson here, owner of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand-mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you? you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Colleen Ferreira here with the Colorado Chefs Association. You've probably heard the excitement. This year, we are creating a stir in the culinary community. This is your personal invitation to join us on our constant culinary adventure. Let us open up our network to you and help you grow professionally. Whether you are a chef, purveyor, brewer, baker, we are here to build your brand, your business, and connect you with Colorado's culinary community. Join us. I'd love to hear from you. Email me, Colleen, at acfcoloradochefs.org. Hey, guys, it's Carly Smith the fairy godmother here don't get too excited (laughs) live from studio kitchen colorado i love your guts you're listening to the modern eater show on iHeartRadio. let's go make some bone broth i love it there she is she did a liner for us and that's the voice of carly smith the fairy godmother why didn't you like that carly oh no it's good oh you liked it (laughs) sometimes it's tough uh, hearing yourself huh yeah no it's good can I introduce Christian? Not quite yet. We're almost there. All right. Not quite yet. Okay, we continue from Palisade, Colorado, and again, 
Road Trip 2019. We're kind of on our last leg. We'll probably arrive tomorrow back in Denver after eight days of just a whirlwind of farms, ranches, breweries, distilleries. One winery here with us tonight. We'll talk to them coming up as well. As, Red Fox. Yep, as, as well as Sweet Cheeks. That will be on its way. But um, truly, what an experience this last week has been. And on our Facebook page, so many great interviews, so many great people in Colorado agriculture, so much stuff to learn. And just connecting Coloradans with the food and beverage that, that we have has been so enlightening to me, so important. And it all all roads lead to the Summer Dinner Series and more information at summerdinnerseries.com. And these are the types of dinners that you'll be able to enjoy um, one of the highlights is Carly Smith's dinner, which is uh, she's teamed up with Field to Fork Farm, uh, Gut Health Dinner. It's going to have an educational component, but the food's all going to be delicious, right? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, hey, wait, Greg, I got a question for you. We've been on this great trip all week long. What have you learned new? What have I learned that's new? Yeah. Well, I told you an epiphany that I had there that I thought was pretty cool, but also I, I touched upon... Um, Colorado's diverse agriculture because so m- the seasons and, and the limited seasons and then the terrain of each one of these farms and ranches that we've gone to has changed up so so much, whether you're in the plains or you're in the foothills or you're deep into the mountains, that um, it's truly an art to figure out how to farm the land that you're on uh, and where you're at that that strikes me as just fascinating here in Colorado. It's not like you're driving through the plains of Kansas and you know you're going to get more of the same. Would you think it's a fair statement that you could probably grow everything you need to live in Colorado? I'd ask you that. Um, of short of some tropical fruit, probably yes. And I, I you know, when you I mean, heard you're me, you're not going to have any bananas. I think, but I still think that we have a place near Vale that does have bananas. Really? We, I think, and I was talking to somebody about this. If you put greenhouses in Colorado. I think there's nothing that you couldn't grow in this state. And, you know, we've got 300, on average, sunny days a year, which is almost higher than any other state in the, in the country. That, coupled with the fact that we have the ability to do greenhouses in soil and not necessarily just in aquaponics, you throw all these things in together. I think you could do something here in Colorado that, you know, and I'll, I'll come back to an earlier statement that I made on the show about the fact that water is rising, folks, all around the world. And the reality is, is it just takes three inches of the ocean to rise until we're in a lot of trouble. And we know how fast all of our glaciers are melting right now. We've got the ring of fire on the West Coast. We've got the water on the East Coast. I love being on high ground in a place that has 300 sunny days a year. Um, that's all I'll say to that. <laughs> Carly, looking to the dinner and teamed up with Field to Fork, what can people expect? So we have, you know, five courses of uh, gut healthy dinner. and uh, Knowing you, it's all written out already. It is. You have a game plan. <laughs> I think I that's did that within three days <laughs> really? after you asked me. I was so, like... Can we release your menu here shortly? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe even tonight. To we'll <laughs> sure. get the menu from you. We'll, we will release it. Um, event page on the Modern Eater. You can buy tickets right there. Very reasonably priced with a uh, $80 ticket price, and that's all-inclusive for food and beverages. On the beverage side, uh, we'll talk about this in a minute, but back to the food of, of really what you want to make for folks. 
So, you know, we're focus, focusing on gut health, obviously, but um, basically throughout the five courses, we're sort of building up your digestive enzymes with foods to prepare for the main course. So you think like ferments, uh, apple cider vinegar, foods that are going to help to help you digest your foods. Uh, and then the main course um, is a little bit of, of gut healthy, gut healing, uh, gut lining. You know, I'm a big fan of bone broth, so we're going to have bone broth in there, bone marrow, um, but some twist on it. And then... Is it going to be vegetable heavy? Is it going to be... What is it's, it going to be? It's a good combination of, of both of those things, uh, but it's very fresh. Uh, so, you know, obviously lots of stuff from field to fork. Um, and then finishing it out with uh, one of my favorite... Um, desserts that I've created. Uh, again, local Colorado, maybe some cherries in there. Um, and then think probiotics. So going to finish it out with some pot repopulating of the gut with that beneficial bacteria, uh, which will also help you to digest the foods that we've kind of consumed over the course, course of five courses. And then in between there, you know, have some little things like some palate cleansers, uh, things that are going to help you to naturally boost your digestive enzyme. Can you give me an example? Bitter, nutritional bitters. Um, so, um, like a kombucha sorbet. So there's some. <laughs> there are some kombucha, uh, kombucha beverages. Um, so like kombucha mixed with, you know, some wine or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, I think I'm gonna do one of my my bone broth Bloody Mary that was featured on the Dr. Oz show. That was so, so good. Yeah. So that will get a taste of that. Um, so there's some fun mixed in there. Um, and then you know, like kefir ice cream. So basically, you know, you're getting some probiotic content in there with, with the dessert. So everything is, is gut healthy. And what I'm really interested and excited to see is how everybody feels after they have that. Like after a five course meal, we're always like, oh, you know, so I'm really excited to see how people feel after all of this food, but it's designed to help you digest and support the gut. So hopefully I'm, I'm hoping people feel like satiated and feel good, even though, you know, we're getting different kinds of foods in our diet and still feeling like you were able to indulge a little bit. Greg, Carly, I'm concerned. Should people pay more if they leave feeling better than when they <laughs> came? Well, actually, that's how I, I got interested in, in, I've always loved to cook, but cooking for other people, so I started doing retreats and, and wellness retreats. And then people would come and do yoga and I'd cook for them and we talk about gut health. And it was so great to see everybody come and not really feeling their best. But by the time they left, just after doing a little yoga, de-stressing and eating gut healthy foods, it was amazing to see the difference in people's faces and their energy levels and how they felt. And so that's kind of how, why, you know, what, what sparked my passion for cooking and helping others because it's just, there's no greater feeling than, than helping people and especially, you know, through food. And I believe cooking is an expression of love. And so it's just fulfilling to me to be able to, to serve that to other people. Amen. Right. I, I didn't I even know what to say to that. <laughs> you don't. I mean, it's crazy what, so. what this woman knows about. Like gut health is talking with Scott about what he knows about soil. Yeah, Scott, is your mic on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hello? hello? There he is. No, I don't hear Scott. No, Scott's not on over there, but. A little short. There we go. There, there we go. They might Scott's be. Back. Are somebody switching headsets? Are we switching <laughs> microphones <laughs> here? <laughs> no, no, oh, no. Well, we don't need to change it. Listen, everybody's on now. Yeah, little Larry King came back and he's <laughs> like, where's my mic? <laughs> That's all. Um, um, Scott, what, a, you know, you're obviously 
you have so many great things here, and we can go down the list of it, but I'm sure you're going to want to show off a little bit with Carly. What kind of stuff do, would you like to see her use in these dinners? The first, the date-wise, when's, when is this the supper? July 23rd. Okay, so that's we're looking at like, oh, a month from now, mm-hmm. give or take. Um, onions are coming on. We got a lot of onions. Uh, garlic, Jess is saying. Jesse, you, you need maybe put this this headset on that Clive has on here, little Larry King. Are we getting the boss lady up to the to the to the, comes, to the mic? Uh, here comes Jess. Because we know that women do rule the world. Um, just in case any man out there they was confused. Rule my uh, and farmstead, <laughs> that's for sure. That's, that's one thing here. Um, I would love to f- feature some Colorado beets. Oh yes. Because Colorado grows the best beets in the world, and. We feel like ours are specifically special. I like the beet greens with some vinegar. Garlic. Ooh, Can we do so that? good, so um, good. Our carrots are off the hook. Yes, you know they're so good. So root vegetables, I think, you know, will definitely whatever Carly needs there for, and then we we really need to look at her menu and her ideas, and then kind of play off of. She's kind of being top secret about. I know that just menu at the right yeah. now. Really? No, I mean, I, I know she's using a lot of herbs. And so hopefully we can do some herbs and then there's going to be some really nice nightshades coming tomatoes and tomatillos and um, there will be some peaches and, and yeah, the salsa you made. It's honestly, it's all them. I mean, when, like you were saying earlier, when you're cooking with better quality ingredients, it's, it's really doesn't need all that much. So Uh, this is pretty just, I like the blues music general on that. Like, (laughs) You can throw all those fancy chords away. You just need that beat. You need, and all of a sudden, you got that whole orchestra behind you. Because these are some of the first tomatillas out of our, our cold frames of the year. And it just, you get high. And, and, and what when Carly talks about her experience through guttural health, I, I hear this little Italian lady say, Thou what you eat. You know what I mean? Like, you are what you eat, people. Like, like get that through your, your, your cranium is, you are what you eat, man. If you... Taco Bell's great, but I don't know if I want to be Taco Bell, you know, right. meat cooked in plastic bags <laughs> and hot water. And We're trying to engage your Jay over here, babe. Come like on now. Tons of greens and tons of really fun things. She can pick and choose whatever she wants to use. And I know it'll be fantastic because she's super passionate about cooking and taking care of others and herself. And, you know, we feel the same way. So it's just like it. It's a perfect combination. I know it's super difficult to get away from the farm, but it would just be a pleasure if you guys were able to join us for this dinner. Well, maybe we can get Christian to watch the farm for us for a weekend. Speaking of Christian, this is Christian. He's from Bogota, Colombia. He's part of the Mesa program. He's an intern with us this year, and he has done an awesome job at being our our third hand here, and, and he relentlessly takes on tasks with the greatest attitude and and it's not easy working with a married couple you know <laughs> so <laughs> I, the thing i love about you too and i would i think greg would echo this sentiment you all are real and we so rarely we're in a world this is a conversation we had today everyone just puts on their best face anymore cuz it's all about like what we share on social media and every and the world no one ever shares their bad stuff well, right. But you guys are Americans real. in general. It's like you go to Starbucks and it's somebody's worst day in their entire world. And they're like, you're like, hello, how are you? And they're like, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My, you know, but I mean, they're having like a horrible day, you know, and everybody just, and it shouldn't be like that. Like we really should be more open and honest with one another. Another thing that I learned on our tour 
and I think that this is just a testament of, you know, running around in, in the city and having deadlines to make and a million things to do and, and the frantic pace as we toured from farm to farm to ranch. You, you show up and there's guys like Jeff Schwartz or it's Scott and Jess and, you know, they're in their little, you know, place in the earth that that's all that matters. It's it's where they're at in time and you know, I said last year as I came through here, I'm like, either they're just crazier than hell or they figured it all out. <laughs> and I'm thinking you guys have figured it all out. Because, no, not well, even In the close. sense of what you want to do with your life. You know, a big piece of our puzzle for us is Growers Organic and Brian Freeman and the team there that helps us. Um, you know, they're they're one of our, our saving graces to our farm and um, to our livelihood and to the future of our son and you know without them and if growers organic was not around it would be really really hard to to find out and figure out where to get our colorado produce throughout the state thank you hear that a lot brian that's i do well it's flattering i mean it i when you say that i'm choked up because the reality is is i'm nothing without people like you Without all the people in my warehouse, with oh, all the oh, you know what, how it is, because you're you're you go by OGB free. <laughs> you are the OG, my friend. Yeah, no, and, <laughs> OGB free. And to his team, his team is Super. is really great. Like his drivers that pick up at our farm, they feel really comfortable here. They they can grab a cup of coffee if they want. They can use the restroom, you know. And we want it that way. We want them, that, you know, they we want them to know that this is a resting place because they do have a long drive ahead of them to get back home. And to be ready to be on that road to get to get back home You're to their family. You're wonderful people. You, I mean, Scott, Jessica, thank you. I mean, it's this is why you all are why I do what I do. Just so you know, because it's all about how can I be the voice of the farmer. And one thing that the modern eater has given me is a louder voice. Nice. So, you know, this is all some symbiotic. All of us. And then you talk to someone like Carly, and I just love it because she ties it into, Brian, but you're unhealthy because you're too stressed out. You work too much. And, yeah. you know, and, and it's all about what I love. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I like, know. I mean, we're all, we're, we're all in the same boat. Totally. And we all need to relax because we have each other. We got each other's back. That's absolutely true. Word. You know, and it's hard. I, know. I feel like we should sing right now. Scott, you guys sang yesterday. I think <laughs> we can Lord skip that. <laughs> um, I like that I, song, though. That it's got I, I heard the kumbaya. Oh, did you? Um, okay. <laughs> it is a love fest. I'm super stoked. I love you guys. I love Carly. I'm you really guys, happy. Thank, she, you. thank you so thank much. You guys. Carly, we met Carly, what? four or five years ago and carly was on an errand she was peddling produce yeah 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 she was <laughs> it was for the equest the girls equestrian club in in, in meeker or where, where, where was well, i was setting up the farmer's market in meeker yep. and there's like it's an island basically in there there's there's nothing fresh but yet we're surrounded by all these farms and and you know, local produce and, and ranchers. And it just didn't make sense to me that this wasn't all kind of coming together in one place. I was like, we need a farmer's market here. And so I just started calling around and like, <laughs> do you want to drive to Meeker and have a farmer's market here? And you guys were, were, uh, you know, willing to do that. And then we, well, we you ended were up, willing. well, then I ended up working with the, I, at that time I was actually working, um, 
with uh, the extension office and as a program coordinator in 4-H and so one of the 4-H groups the equestrian club ended up selling their produce at the farmer's market so um, and they raise money yes. to be able to do other do programs and, and that, so. um, you know it was a win-win that was, was awesome. great that's how we all met so I, yeah don't you love Time that check, Greg? Jay what do we got you know, and, and let me just chime in. Carly, so beautiful, so smart. She's traveling around the world sharing this whole concept about gut health. 41. And uh, that's a big deal, and I don't think a lot of people understand that. I love what Scott said, and I'll come back to that. If your soil is healthy and you're eating that food, your gut should be healthy right along with it. It is, for sure. The gut is a reflection. I mean, there's so much you know, the, the parallels between the gut and the soil and the environment. And even just when I'm working with people, educating them on gut health, I say, I say the gut is like a garden. You know, garden can't grow in stressful situations without water and extreme heat. And that's exactly how the gut is. If you're stressed out, you're not feeding the right foods, you're not doing the right things. You can't have a symbiotic relationship in there. It's its own kind of little ecosystem. And even if on. you are going to the 7-Eleven, they, they are doing natural lines. So, you know... They're, 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 they are the uh, convenience store that is trying. Interesting. That is good to know. Thank yeah. you, Carly. Thank you, guys. I'm so looking forward to your dinner. Thank you. This is going to be a good one. Summerdinnerseries.com and also on Facebook. You just search out the event page. Fairy Gut Mother. And that's yeah. who you are. I love you to death. And uh, we'll continue on with this uh, with a couple of new places that we haven't had an opportunity to meet. But Sweet Cheeks. You, you talk about Palisade. They did a great job uh, branding the peaches right along with Palisade. Oh, yeah. And Sweet Cheeks is going to come up and carry. And then Scott and Sherry will come up with Red Fox Cellars in the Booze in the News segment. All the booze news you can use right here on the Modern Eater Show. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. And uh, Palisade, Colorado is where we, we, we landed today at Field to Fork Farm. Couldn't think of a better place. We've been looking forward to this dinner all week long. We'll feast after the show. In the meantime and in between time, let's take a break and we'll come right back on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Want to bake the best? Bake with the best. Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas and the Modern Eater. Our wraps fold cold and don't break open, yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient, and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional and organic flours, whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills, and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com. Do you have the goods? If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Do you love a great sandwich? How about wood oven roasted vegetables on multigrain bread with rosemary, mayo, and olives? Vegan and certified gluten-free. Or for the meat lover, try one of their most popular menu items. The Paleo Bowl, with house-smoked pork, wood-oven roasted veggies, two sunny-side-up eggs, and Indonesian sambal sauce. It's delicious. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two happy hours daily, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They're family and children-friendly, and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant offering a wide menu of gluten-free and vegan options. And they don't forget about meat lovers. 
with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com. Hey everyone, it's Colleen Ferreira with the Colorado Chefs Association. Are you ready to put your passion to work? Well, we train the future chefs of Colorado, and we want you to join us. The Colorado Chefs Association is recruiting for our fall semester right now. Join our American Culinary Federation accredited cooking program. Work in a professional kitchen and get paid all while earning your sous chef certification. Email me at Colleen at acfcoloradochefs.org. I'd love to hear from you. Join our excitement and explore a new future. Hey, Chef Friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? <laughs> Owner of 4 by Brother Luck and Lucky Dumplings. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Back at it from Palisade, Colorado. Beautiful evening. Can't wait for dinner. It's been a long week on the road, Brian. But we continue. Yeah. Oh, do we ever? Do we we ever? We pour John down the road. We have more tomorrow even, folks. Where are we going tomorrow, guys? Osage Gardens. That's right. Okay. Um, First, quickly, Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solution. The man sets the standard. Installing tap lines that brewers are proud of. You want that delicious craft beer to taste like the brewer intended it to. I go into so many restaurants and bars and aging breweries to where it's a simple solution. You just need a checkup. You need an A-plus on your report card, and Jeff Rourke can give it to you. Pouring inefficient beer, it's a terrible thing. What are you doing, boys? You're You're pouring pouring your money money down down the drain. No (laughs) need to pour your money down the drain. Just get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions. He's a phone call away. Brian, would you like to know the number? Please, but give me a second. got to get a pen. Take your time. <laughs> Delicious guacamole right here. Field to fork salsa. I've got my pen, Greg. What's that phone number to A-plus beverage? 720-272-3809. Again? Please. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke in A-plus beverage solutions. Okay. Um, Field to fork farm. It's been such a pleasure. The show went by way too quick, and we could just shoot the breeze with these guys all day and all night, but this is going to be a yearly stop if they'll have us. No, I'm not going home. You guys got to find a ride home. I'm staying here for next year, and I'll be here when you guys want to start the tour next year. Is that cool? Yeah. Uber? (laughs) That'll be a long way to Denver. I'm looking forward to the summer dinner series. We're going to work real hard on that when we get back, but I got to tell you, there are a lot of dinners that are almost sold out. And uh, the Carly Smith one is going to go real quick. You can see who they're teamed up with, Field to Fork Farm. And uh, Scott and Jess, they resume with us. Uh, We're getting ready for dinner. But it was important because we wanted to meet some new friends while we were here. And Jess, would you do the intros? Absolutely. I'm so honored to introduce Red Fox Cellars. And uh, they're our neighbors. They're barely, what, a quarter mile down the road. And they have definitely changed the scene here in Palisade for wineries and uh, and they've been they've invested so heavily into our community and I, I just can't wait for for them to share a little bit more about what they're doing. Mr. Scott Hamilton welcome to the show you're here with your lovely wife Sherry as well 
and Red, Red Fox Farms, man. How are or went Red Fox Cellars? Pardon me. Yeah, been seeing so many farms. Wait, but what's more important, Greg, is he actually brought his hooch with him tonight, and we've got some incredible stuff on the table. From he's got a champagne. We we can't call it that. We're gonna call it a sparkling, right, Scott? Yes. Um, he's got a sparkling. He's got a wine. He's got some ciders. A roasted chili cider. Get it? wait. We're in Colorado. Why would we want chilies? Um, <laughs> I love your labels. Because we love them. Oh, thank you. Where do you start? Talk about your property. Well, um, so we own two properties in Palisade. Um, our vineyard property, and then also uh, across the street is our tasting room, um, with. Uh, about eight acres uh the vineyard right now we're uh about seven or we're our property seven acres our vineyard's about six and a half um seven thousand five hundred vines i know that by heart and uh you know we're just plugging along we grow seven different varieties of grapes uh most of the wines we make are all um estate grown but we do buy some extra grapes uh for blending and then also uh, for a couple of our wines. That we Wait, do. Scott, have you won any awards? We have, actually. We, Matter uh, of fact. We've, yeah. <laughs> Let uh, me tell you, Brian. So I brought our rosé tonight. Um, our rosé was our first award-winning wine. Um, it won a double gold medal at the, uh, or the Governor's Cup in 2016. And uh, kind of came as a surprise because, you know, we're not really, a, I'm not a trained uh, winemaker. Uh, family business, we kind of do it, you know, just everybody pitches in, and uh, the one thing that we do have is we all cook, uh, we have good palates, and uh, uh, so the rosé uh, was kind of a... You just wanted to do wine so you could get high on your own supply. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and so, you know, the first, when we moved here in, in uh, December, or in, in November of 2011, and... Uh, the first two years we were here, we lost the vineyard. It oh, froze. Oh, man. And uh, it came as a big eye-opener to us. Here we were. We were yeah. planning on opening this winery. Welcome to Palisade. Yep, and all we did was tear out the vineyard and retrain. Oh. Um, you know, you have to cut everything out because it dies above ground. Um, and were you able to graft the vines, Scott, at all, or no? It was dead no. all the way. Well, they what they, they die above ground. No, no bud survives. So what they do is you have to cut out the old vine. And then they just start shoot, running new shoots up from the ground. Um, so those first two years, all we did, I, I'll tell you what, I learned how to tear out a vineyard <laughs> and burn it and take it to the dump and everything else we did with them to try to get rid of them. Um, In retrospect, was that meant to happen for you, to start from the ground up? Um, maybe, because I'll tell you what, it, it, it made me not fear because the worst thing that could have happened happened, happened those two years in a row. Good and for you, Scott. And, recognizing that. Well, and one thing that we did is so, you know, we grow some different varieties. And, um, you know, our first wines were in uh, 2015 because uh, we moved here in 11. Uh, 12 and 13, we lost our, the vineyard um, to weather. And uh, so in 14 was our first crop at the end of 14. And, uh, you know, we've just been plugging along. Um, we we delayed. We did have to delay the opening of the winery. We're... Uh, just going to experience our we're experiencing our fifth anniversary this year and uh, one of the things we do is that that's how we got into the cider business those first two years because we you know we, we just moved up here and we were going like oh my god what are we mm -hmm. doing what can i do so we started looking around and you know what there was plenty of apples mm -hmm. so we went into the cider business and um 
you know, a lot of people think cider is beer, but cider is ap- actually just apple wine. Mm-hmm. And you have to have a winery license to make cider, and that's, that's what we great. chose to do. So. Yeah. We see that a lot of times with farmers and ranchers. You know, you get wiped out for something, but you have to be versatile and you have yeah. to figure out what you can make from your land. Hustle, well, and hustle, have, hustle. Yeah. yeah, and have you met a nicer guy? I mean, this guy's Scott. I don't know him real well. He, well, I, I, got to, young. I got to meet him before the show, and I'll tell you what, he's just a very a guy. genuine guy. I mean, just came up to yeah. me, introduced himself, and, and started immediately jumping into... I, I call it the hooch. Sorry if that's it's an right. uh, if it's uh, if it's not appropriate, but you no, just jumped not. into what you're doing, and he has a passion for it. And that's one one thing that I could say about all these people. And you know, and I feel like it it started. We had a little bit of a conversation earlier today, Greg, about the organic guys, and why we were so passionate and what we were doing is because we had to fight to prove that what we believed in was better. And I think Scott and Sherry are fighting to prove something that they've got something and they started from ground up and um everything that has been you know listen you know i'm i'm a little adverse to chilies i just tasted this chili so cider good. it's there a so, good? <laughs> so good so <laughs> good no question just a big yeah, statement a that big these yeah. yeah that these guys i'm just throwing out big props because it's not only scott and sherry but it's jess and scott and it's Carly, and it's all these people yeah. are going against the grain. You asked me yesterday, what is resist? What do I resist? I wore a T-shirt yesterday that said resist, and Greg said, what does that mean, man? No, I didn't say that. I said, what are you resisting? Oh, what is my resisting? I, but but what, what, what it means to me, and that's what I, I would encourage all of you, resist the norm. Right. Resist what everyone is telling you is right and go after something that you believe in, and whether it's wrong or right. You sound like the Lego movie. <laughs> oh, do I? Yeah. We're everybody? Or, uh, everybody's the awesome. Everybody's awesome. Yeah. Uh, like, well, you are. and I'm, Because look at the company that I'm sitting in, quite honestly, Jessica. If you haven't watched that movie, you have to watch that movie. This, Well, you guys are awesome. More of an adult movie than a kid's movie, honestly. <laughs> well, one thing I love that's it. very consistent, and passion is one of them, but when you um, have to turn this agriculture into a business, you better have the passion because it's going to shine through whether you can tell your story, whether you can market yourself, whether you can get your product to the end consumer. And it's not just you can be the wet, best cider maker, wine maker in the world, best farmers in the world. Uh, if there's that disconnect to actually getting it to market, then, you know, it's, it's kind of like. That's, that's always the farmer's hardest hardest spot sure. is the marketing aspect because they us- they typically don't want to talk to other people. Jess, you should market for every farm. <laughs> you do such a great job. I just, I get so Thank excited you. when I see your pictures on Facebook or Instagram and you have a little story to tell. I and this love is, it. It's just a, I learned from, an, I have a mentor, Shaney Jo Darden, and she is the best marketer I've ever met in my life. And uh, I worked with, I worked for her for a few years and she taught me things that you know, you just can't learn you, you in school. Oh, we're up against the clock. The true gorilla gonna, marketer, but here we go. We're going to eat well, and um, I want people to find out more information for Red Fox Red Fox Sellers. Could you point people to a website? Yeah, um, it's just uh, redfoxsellers.com. Uh, we have a big, and then we're also on Facebook um, at Red Fox Sellers. And uh, we actually have a, a pretty big Facebook book. Uh, following um, and uh, right now we have about 
12 wines that we have going, a couple of uh, sparkling, and then also a couple of uh, ports that we do also. I'm getting the countdown. Thank you so much. We'll hear more from you because I want to include you in Carly's dinner for the summer dinner series Oh yeah, on the 23rd of July. The host with the most, man. You guys are so great. We love you so much, and thanks for having us. Thanks for yeah, coming. Thank you. All right. Road Trip 2019 uh, comes to an end tomorrow, and we love you all for joining us on, along the ride. Glad to close the show. Okay.